Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean the Weekend edition. First with yesterday's news. I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at yesterday and at Saturday. That's why it's the weekend edition, you see. Um, the Irish beat us. Damn it. Uh, we have an Irish comedian, even though that's not funny. Uh, the, do we need to tighten our gun laws? Uh, compared to other countries, you wouldn't have thought so, but maybe we do. And my old mate Kings joins Jack Tame. Uh, but first, uh, oh, Jack Tame, uh, talking about the uh, Pike River decision last week. I heard one argument from someone the other day, someone who questioned why anyone would want to dig up those 29 guys so they can be put back in the ground. Of course, there is no guarantee that if they do indeed enter the mine, they will even find any bodies. I know not all of the families want the bodies returned. But as important as it is, or might be, for some of those families to have their loved ones returned, for me, there is a much more important principle at play here. Justice. This is a simple question of justice. Those men, those, those families were let down by the system in the most appalling way. For the years since, the system has beat them down. They have been implored to get over it, to let sleeping dogs lie, to move on with their lives. It was easy for us who flew into Greymouth, who spent a few weeks there and then, upon realising the mine wasn't going to be entered any time soon, eventually packed up all of our stuff and left town. But those families deserve answers. At the very least, they deserve the best effort, the best safe effort, bugger the cost, and getting some answers. They were let down by the system, terribly. Now, I really hope the system can give them some truth. I'm just going to say it. I don't think that that's actually... They say that that's what they want, but I think what they really want is uh, their family members back, and that can't happen. Um, And everything that they... It'll never be enough. I know it sounds brutal, but that... That's my my take, and you know, as we always say, I mean, we don't know until we're in that position ourselves. But anyway, uh, on on back to trivial matters, rugby doesn't matter at all that we lost that game, right? Why do we appear so passive, Mix, at the start of games at the moment? It's almost like we're handing it to the opposition to dictate. Yeah, no, I was happy with the way we started today. I mean, Marty, what you've got to understand about going to the to the British Isles to play rugby, and it is. You know, it's a very, very um, different environment to anywhere else in the world. And it's an environment that involves uh, not only the opposition, but it's, it's, it's all this, the full surroundings, and this includes the, the media. So everyone's under pressure right from the start. There's a lot of lobbying in the media, using the media to put pressure on the referee. For example, referees under huge, huge amount of pressure. And by the time the game starts, there's all sorts of preconceived opinions and that adds you know a lot of weight on your game plan and just and, and the way you play the game now i thought it was a was worthy of number one versus number two for the first sort of 10 minutes of that game i mean that first uh, passage of play from the kickoff i don't think it was a stoppage for about three minutes or four minutes just one phase of play it was just wonderful to see you know and, and my thought was tight as hell and we did everything right so i thought we started well quite differently from last week and I thought this was a big test actually how could how, how well were we going to start after what happened last week at Twickenham because they started badly 
um, under underdone for sure, but not today. No, I was happy. Yeah, but Mix, why are we kicking the ball away? What? Yeah, I lost count of the time. Uh, I yelled, "Don't kick it!" Uh, at the television, uh, which had very little effect, unfortunately, because they just kept kicking it. I don't know what's got. Is it? I've got a few theories, and uh, if you watch today's episode of Glenn ZB TV, uh, when I publish it later on today, I'll talk about those. When I say a few theories, I, it's really only one theory. Uh, now, uh, one person who will be pretty pleased about it, uh, the result is Irish comedian Alan McElroy. Uh, but he's not here to talk rugby, I don't think. Thank you very much for coming in and leaving the party at the bar. My ple- well, not my pleasure. No, it is my pleasure. It is my pleasure. <laughs> my no, duty. It was a, it was a, yeah, my duty. My duty. They said, because uh, the, the last show was last night in Tunum Fork. We were in Wellington and then Christchurch and then here and uh, and the last show was last night and everybody wanted to go nuts and we we went nuts and it was great and then it was the panic of oh god you got to wake up in the morning one to watch the game and two to come in and not be absolutely off my nut on the radio <laughs> uh, I'm half caught which is fine but it's uh, yeah coming in to be on the radio oh talking about rugby but uh, yeah it's been uh, an amazing festival it's been great crack and uh, it's going to come back next year hopefully and bigger and stronger yeah it was been it was mental why a New Zealand Irish fest is it because of the shared lineage that so many Kiwis have there's a massive and you know yourself there's a massive connection between Ireland and New Zealand more so recently now especially with the Irish ambassador uh, over here now and the uh the you know with Brexit, so now now the Kiwis are in in in, in Dublin, and uh, the game the the rivalry now the big rivalry is between Ireland and the All Blacks now the two best teams in the world. Mm. All of a sudden, randomly, it's all happening now. Uh, the guy that runs it, Jerry Paul, uh, he's 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 uh, he's he's mental. He's great. He's great fun, and he he uh, so he organised it. He brought over uh, Damien Dempsey and, and Mick Flannery and Lisa O'Neill. And he decided to set up a festival. And then he got in touch with us to do stand-up comedy. Is it racist of me to say that I just can never believe that there are people in the world who actually talk like that? It's pretty cool. Um, And let's just forget about the rugby. Now, gun laws, do they need to be looked at in New Zealand? Are are we a bit slack on this? Just some context first, Chris. Are we seeing a rise in gun crime in New Zealand? What we're seeing is more and more gang members are armed with firearms and they're using them on each other. And as we've predicted, it's only a matter of time till that flows over when the public get caught up in it or police officers as well. And we're already seeing that far too often. And is this also military-style semi-automatics? Is this what we're talking about? There's certainly a lot of those out there. We import um, far too many of those to New Zealand and too many of them are ending up in the hands of these criminals. Now, I'm getting reports weekly of one of those being found in the hands of criminals and they're pretty dangerous weapons, obviously. So what would tighter gun laws in New Zealand mean? What, what would one thing be that would make things better? Well, one of the biggest issues in New Zealand is we don't know how many firearms are in New Zealand and we don't know where they are and who has them. So we think there needs to be a firearm registry so you know, the same as you register your cars and you register your dogs, register firearms, we know who's got them. And then if you want to purchase one, you have to get a permit to procure so that can track who actually buys these weapons. And while we wouldn't be concerned with someone who might have one or two firearms, when someone's bought 20 or 30 firearms in the last year, we need to know where they are and what they're doing with them. Yeah, that does seem like a lot. Um, is it... 
I don't really understand it because I'm not really into guns, but uh, there was a time where I was uh, 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 played the guitar and I always used to say you can never have too many guitars. Is it like that? Maybe. Um, oof, dodgy. Uh, now, the Kings. Uh, he's a successful New Zealand musician. Now, I actually uh, went on a little trip to China with him uh, a few months ago. A lovely bloke. Uh, appeared at the Music Awards this week. Uh, nominated for one. Uh, new album. It's a happy old time for Kings. It is like you are the ultimate like plate spinner at the moment, eh? You yeah. know, you have so much, so much stuff on. Definitely, it's been, it's been a cool couple of years, man. I think it's something I put on myself as well. So it's definitely something you put on yourself yeah. <laughs> because you did not need to release nearly as much music as you have. Most yeah. artists would absolutely not have bitten off what you've bitten off over the last couple of years. But just just run us through that decision yeah. to 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 turn the albums out as you have over the last couple of years. Yeah, so my, my manager, uh, Matt Hedlund, who works in this building, actually. Shout out, Matt. Um, <laughs> he kind of told me about this story about the Beatles releasing three, four albums in a year. And I don't know, I just took it as a challenge. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was just kind of something like, should we do it? And I was like, why not? Like, we, we have the power to, we're independent, why not? And that was kind of the catalyst for the, for the start of the project. That's it seems unnecessary though. Uh, yeah, completely. Oh, and uh, yeah, Beatles got a couple yeah. more fans than me, but yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, like I, I've always wanted to be one of the greats, and I mean, mm. lead lead by example. So. Mm. so when you decide to to take on that much work, mm. do you have like the music? there ready to go or is it are you literally starting from scratch you yeah know, I, i'm gonna have to write all of this i'm gonna have to go in and engineer all of this everything definitely it has to be it has to start from scratch is the album that's kind of telling a story yeah so i mean i didn't write the story beforehand and i mean chapter mm. one that, that was called chapter one chapter two and then love and ego yeah. spelt with threes so it's kind of like a but love and ego is a double album yeah yeah after uh, spending a week uh, with him I can assure you he is very busy. He's one of those guys who does not sit still. He's constantly making things, videos and music. and um, That is when he hasn't had too much hot pot uh, the night before and he just stays in bed all day. That, that happened as well. So that can hold you back. Just be careful with the spicy hot pot, I think. It's certainly my advice for Kings anyway. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, a few secrets from touring with, you know, famous musicians uh, yeah that's how cool I am uh, that has been News Talk ZB the weekend edition I'll see you back here again with more name dropping tomorrow